0: Hey, 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 this is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC, where you have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, and what inspires them both in their work and personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander and I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's find out. Who's that star? Today's star grew up locally in Ingham County and attended Stockbridge Community Schools. He played trombone for 15 years and was awarded a music scholarship at Elma College where he earned a bachelor's of arts degree. This star decided to take a couple of years off, then returned to earn a master's of arts degree in counseling in higher education from Western Michigan University. His first full-time professional job in higher education was the student services coordinator at Western Nebraska Community College. He returned to Michigan in 1999 and worked three and a half years as an academic advisor at Oakland University in the School of Education and Human Services. He came back home to Lansing area upon being hired as LCC's student employment coordinator in 2002, where he has been employed at LCC for 21 years. Okay, are you ready to learn who's today's star? Drum roll, please. Today's star is James Woolcock. Thank you, James, for being a guest on Who's That
1: Star? Lisa, thank you so much. I'm honored and grateful to be on here with you. I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. I'm sure your personality fits very well with us being outgoing person that you are and and wanting to get to know about people I uh, I just appreciate uh, this opportunity so thank you. Thank you James
0: you are right because I feel like I get an opportunity to be nosy at the same time and still give everybody an opportunity to learn about the wonderful staff that we have here at LCC so let's jump into the questions.
1: The first one is how did you get started in your career? Well, that's always a good question. And uh, I'll be honest that like a lot of young adults right out of high school and into college, if you will, I was more of a traditional age student. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I needed to go to school, get an education, but in terms of career choice or mm. picking an academic major, forget about it. And so, you know, like a lot of students, I just started taking courses. Uh, as you'd mentioned, I had a, a scholarship at Elma College and I uh, I did get through in four years, miraculously. Wow, yeah. And I majored in political science, but it was kind of by default. And I only say that because the majority of my undergraduate credits were in that discipline. So that was the quickest way for me to graduate. Mm -hmm. And so when reality set in at the point of graduation, and I needed to get out and work and make some money and start repaying student loans, it wasn't until about the second summer that... It was actually my dad who encouraged me, found a position at the uh, Interlochen Center for the Arts up near Traverse City. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, having been a former musician, it it really kind of fit well. In fact, I'd been to camp there as a kid back in high school. Uh, That was my first introduction to an educational environment. I was actually working as a uh, residence hall counselor and living in the uh, residence hall with the freshmen and sophomore boys at the time. And... So I was immersed in, it's a boarding school, so Hmm. students actually come from all different countries to stay there and study arts, music, writing, uh, you name it, and I really, I felt at home there. I was helping students, I was helping people, I was part of a team. Um, I worked real closely with the counseling staff and the dean of students at and who just both happened to be graduates of the counseling program at Western, which is Where I ended up going after that, I spent a year and a half at Interlochen, but after that experience, I was encouraged to to check into this program at Western, one thing led to another, and and that's how I got into the counseling program at Western. Wow. That took a couple years. During that time, I also had a wonderful grad assistantship at Western in residence life that paid for a full year of grad school, but it also gave me more experience in that higher education realm and, and residence life is a very common kind of entry level position. In yes. head. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in addition to living in the residence halls, I was also doing some um, kind of judicial affairs related hearings, oh, if okay. you will. And yeah. again, really enjoyed it. So that experience just knowing that I was in, in the right field, in the right occupational field. Mm-hmm. Education. Um, both of my parents are retired teachers. So oh, okay. I think that indirectly, well, yes. indirectly had an influence. Little did I know at the time and we'll probably talk about this in a little bit. But as I started to get it more into career advising and learning about the value of that, especially coming from somebody who probably needed more of it when he was younger, um, you know, it was just it was a way for me to uh, not only learn about myself, but then to kind of do the things that I think are most natural to me. And that's mm-hmm. helping people. Yeah. Um, and, and being in an environment where I can do that on a daily basis and uh, and feel good about it at the end of the day. Like I'm really making a difference. Yes.
0: Yes. That's one of the great things about working in education, period, is because you get an opportunity to help people. It's a it's a truly a helping profession. So. I agree with you. Okay. So tell me about why you work at LCC. What is it that keeps you coming to work and so passionate about it?
1: Also a great question. So I'll just kind of pick up from where I left off as far as, uh, you know, my my experience at Western. So at the end of that program, uh, my counseling program at Western, I had to complete a graduate internship in the counseling area. I had to crew so many hours under supervision. And because my specialization was higher ed, you know, obviously wanted to do that on a, on a higher ed setting of some kind, either a community college or university. But having grown up again in the, in the Lansing area, very familiar with LCC. I actually started inquiring with the counseling services department at the community colleges prior to even really going to the universities. Oh, wow. And it worked out for me, actually. It, long story short, uh, the director of counseling here at the time, um, I came in and, and interviewed and explained what I was looking for, and they were willing to commit to me for one semester, for the fall of 96. And so I I actually worked under the supervision of, of Dr. Bramer, who the late Jennifer Dr. Bramer now, bless her soul, she's mm. passed, but she was my mentor and, uh, and and allowed me to do everything from a little bit of academic advising. I got to teach a student development course. Oh, uh, wow. They offered those back in the day. Yeah. I did some career counseling with Dr. Osborne at the time that he was here and worked in that office. So I really got to kind of firsthand learn about LCC and how it functions and actually serve the students. And I loved it. It didn't work out for me that summer because obviously I was working part time after that. I got a, a job that following summer after I finished my internship in the multicultural center, it was called at the time. And, uh, and did that for a couple of months before I was offered a full time job out of state in Nebraska, which I'm sure we'll talk more about in a minute. But yeah, um, that's kind of my my end to LCC, even though I left the state for a few years, I came back and here I am again, 21 years later. So, yeah.
0: right. I was going to ask you because you said you went to what was it? Western Nebraska Community College now once you when you started there is that what made you know like oh I'm a community college person versus moving like because then you went to university and worked and then you came back to community college So was it opportunity that made you come back to community college or was it like I really I like? community college versus university, if that That's makes excellent sense. Excellent
1: question. You're right now that I think about that because that internship at Western was technically a four-year institution, and uh, and then I took that first full-time job at Western Nebraska Community College. It was more of a generalist position. Mm-hmm. The main campus is in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, which is in the Western Panhandle, and I was 80 miles away at one of their extension centers in Sydney. Oh, wow. Uh, and that dimension in itself is is very unique um, in terms of just the challenges that you have working 80 miles from the main campus and serving students. But, right. Yeah. So that was, that was for a year and a half. It was a short stint, but because it was my first full-time professional job in higher ed, I didn't feel that I had the luxury to turn it down. I'd been applying for jobs in-state. I wanted to stay in Michigan, but mm-hmm. um, when you're, you're trying to just start out as a new professional, you can't be that selective. I didn't feel. Right. But it turned out to be a wonderful experience because that gave me a little different taste of how community colleges work in other states, Mm -hmm. um, but still the same kind of open admission philosophy, obviously. I wasn't really, at that point, convinced that I wanted to stay in the, the community college realm, and that's kind of what then opened my eyes to applying to jobs back here in the state of Michigan. And I was applying to both community colleges and universities, but it was Oakland University that ended up kind of calling and inviting me in for an interview, uh, for one of their, uh, undergraduate advising positions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once I took that, I was there for three and a half years and really loved it. It was uh, a experience I don't regret at all. I still maintain contact with some of my, you know, colleagues from there. That was the first experience, you know, working at a four year selective admission institution, serving students on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, And it certainly has, you know, its place. Um, There's no question. I have nothing but positive things to say about my time at Oakland. But to answer your question, I think what I realized and why I needed to be in the community college setting versus the university setting is just because of the impact or the influence that we can have on helping people who otherwise may not have had that opportunity because we are open admission we give just about anybody who wants that opportunity a chance and you know with that comes some significant obstacles and challenges obviously as as you know as a as a professional in higher yeah. ed but when students succeed and we see them you know matriculate and graduate and move on it's such a rewarding feeling to know that we've you know contributed positively not only to that person's life but to the you know the kind of the greater community in which we live so that's why I'm still here 21 years later, really.
0: Yeah, because that's what um, I was going to say, that you came back here and you've been here 21
1: years. What are you doing? What's your role now? Great question. So my role has evolved like a lot of us. Uh, when I first came in in 2002, I still had my license, my, my counseling license credential. And I was actually, um, do, half of my role was, was career counseling at the time. And that was in addition to the administrative role that I still have now, which is the coordination of the student employment on campus jobs and the federal work study program. okay so that kind of administrative side of my position was done in conjunction with the career counseling and that part is what I really loved that was my my passion and it was a really high demand need and service that we provided, especially during the kind of the height of the recession back mm, then and yes late 2000s. We did some really nice, neat things. Uh, I remember being part of the um, the development of the utility line worker program under Dick Scott when he was oh, here wow, at the time. Yeah. He was the director of that department when I was in CES. And in addition to that, we even rolled out the, I think it was the IT apprenticeship program because Scotty's background was in apprenticeships. So, oh, wow. you know, just some really neat things. And then uh, as the organization changed and, and leadership administrations changed, uh, that's where I was transferred. My position was transferred to the financial aid department. So now I'm doing more administrative, not so much the career advising piece, but um, that's still really my passion. And so I try to find ways to incorporate that Mm -hmm. when I meet with students, if I can. Right. Especially with that kind of that student employment bent and the experiences that you get from that and the skills that you acquire and the people that you meet. Yeah, Uh, there can be a really good link to you know, longer term goals for students if they can see it, you know, some value that way. So so right now, yeah, it's mostly the student employment stuff that I'm doing and work study and financial aid.
0: So would a student get an opportunity to speak with you or is that a particular reason that they would talk to you and you're kind of doing like a lot of this moving parts to get them from A to B and they might not necessarily know that you're behind the scenes or would they have an opportunity to interact with you?
1: behind the scenes, I, you know, we use that term a lot. And uh, I chuckle a little bit just because I'm, I'm naturally my personality tends to lean more towards introversion than extroversion.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and so for that reason, I, I find myself needing to actually take the initiative sometimes to get out and be seen and meet people. And, and so uh, it was much easier for me to do that when I first hired in, because you might recall before all the renovations in Gannon, the career and employment services office was an open door office Mm -hmm, and I was seeing students on both a walk-in and an appointment basis. And I was, you know, I was very visible. Students could walk and basically see me uh, or see the office that I worked in. Whereas now I'm, you know, office back in zone three in financial aid and I'm serving students, but mostly, you know, either via the phone as they call in through email. Uh, But, Absolutely. I uh we do have the Career Center office in the Star Zone. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially kind of what the Career and Employment Services office has transitioned to. And so even though I'm not office there, uh Becca Sowan and I work very closely together when when I was in CES, she was still there.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh so if I ever need to meet with students, I I usually make a point to meet with them there. Okay. Uh, I've done a couple workshops with Becca. I'm gonna look at possibly, you know starting those up again just to kind of maybe once a month or every other month uh, provide some informational sessions for students who want to know more about uh, on-campus jobs.
0: Oh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I didn't, I don't think I was around when that happened, but I think that's a good idea. I think that one, a lot of times we don't necessarily know how to tell them to navigate if we'll say get a job, but we may not necessarily know ourselves as employees, all the different intricate steps. So I think that's a good idea. And I know um, we had Becca on here before. So I think that you pro- you two probably are a great team to get that information out.
1: Yeah, she's a wonderful colleague to work with and uh, she gets it. She's very involved, does a wonderful job in promoting their services. And, and I see she's doing a lot of different events and job mm-hmm. fairs to be more visible. And, uh, you know, so it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Cause you got a whole nother aspect. Like I didn't
0: really know, like I knew, I think I remembered when I first hired in, you were still in that dual role.
1: I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and,
0: And then, you know, as time transitioned. And so now that I think about it, like you got a wealth of knowledge that I forgot about. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't mean to say that like funny, but as you've transitioned into this new role, you have a whole wealth of knowledge that you used previously that can still be tapped in, like you said, with those workshops and doing different things that can help our student staff to be more employable. You just got a good skill set. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a great point, Lisa. You know, I as silly as this might sound, when I did my graduate internship here again in counseling department, the career part of that, where I was spending time in the career office, again was not only my kind of my most favorite part, but it was also um, I still kind of felt like I needed some support in that area. Like I knew I had found the right profession, but I I was still a little bit frustrated from my experiences undergrad and and not really being able to figure it out as quickly as I wanted to. And that when I took this position there, I I learned about the the career planning model, Mm -hmm. the development model that uh, really when you break it down so that students can understand kind of what they need to do and how they need to get there, it really can make a lot more sense. For me, it was very eye-opening. And so because I could relate to that and I I found that to be a really um, powerful tool to kind of uh, help me become more confident in my career choice. That's what I, I think kind of really drew me to that to that role, that mm. career advising role and the benefit that it brings, because it is a process. But once you find a, a, you know, a framework that works, that you can explain it to people in a way that makes sense to them mm-hmm. uh, and that they can take that and then work with it. Because it's ultimately their decision, right? Um, yep. So yeah, that's that. That was really a, a valuable experience for me.
0: Okay. Well, I want to know what's the career
1: highlight you're most proud of. Career highlight. So we uh, introverts don't like to talk about ourselves a lot, right? But uh, I'm gonna toot my horn here a little. Toot bit. it. And uh, I will actually go back to my experience at Oakland University. I'm going to share this because it's a measurable accomplishment, mm-hmm. um, but it's one that I'm proud of. And that is, so I think maybe the second year that I was in the position, the advising position there in the school of education, the university invested, they hired the contract uh, ACT to do a student satisfaction survey on undergraduate advising oh. at Oakland. And so all the undergraduate students were given a survey relation to the type of advising, the quality of advising, their level of satisfaction. Long story short of all of the undergraduate advisors at the university, I came in second only oh. to the nursing department in terms of level of student satisfaction. Oh, wow. That's so good. I was really uh, proud of that. You know, yeah. I you talk about accomplishments, and I hear students tell me thank you and this and that and the other thing occasionally, and it's wonderful because that's what I do what I do, right? Mm-hmm. But to see it measured that way um, just kind of was very reaffirming that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm making a difference, in it, and it's making a difference in a very positive way for a lot of students.
0: Oh, I love that. I mean, it's nothing like data, right? Somebody telling you, uh, numerous people, you can see it in writing, you're great. And sometimes you need that uh, little encouragement. And, and I think that that's wonderful because the nursing program is really specialized. So they're giving some intense you know guidance and advising. And for you to be up just below them, you're stellar. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a great job. And so I definitely want to shout that out. Uh, come on over Thank to you, advising.
1: <laughs> you know, because that's what you do. But, I, yeah, yeah, I Absolutely to this day, I mean, I still really cherish that. And, um, so if I had to pick one, that would be my,
0: well, no, I love that because I think that it lets you know, you know, you just, it's just something that you can draw back on that. Okay. I'm really, I really was doing a good job and I did good work and my students recognize that. And I think that's, that's important because it feeds you. Right. It, it makes absolutely you. It does. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to learn some more. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do that. And so I think that that's great, James. And I know that the work that you do now, you do that same level. You're going to make sure the students got what they need. You're going to advocate for them. You're going to go above and beyond to make sure that those student employees have a good experience. So. I don't know if you hear it but I'll toot your horn
1: again. I do hear it and I appreciate it. We need to do that for each other and I think we do a very yes. fine job of that here at LCC. We we recognize the challenges we have but we also know it's important to celebrate those successes and um so I feel the same way about you but thank you for those kind words.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. Well, let me ask you what
1: motivates you to work hard. What motivates me to work hard? You know, I again, I go back to in the society we're in today between social media and, and what have you, we can get inundated with a lot of negative information. I want to feel good at the end of the day and, and make somebody's life more positive. Mm-hmm. And Maybe if I can make my life positive too, great. But it's, it's knowing that I'm making some kind of a positive difference in somebody's life. Am I contributing to the betterment of society? And if I am uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to go home and sleep well. Uh, so whether that's, you know, advising or, helping them through a uh, verification requirement for financial aid. Or sometimes it's not knowing the answer when the student calls in on the phone, inquiring about a financial aid question. But tell you what, here's my name. I'm going to take this on personally. I'm going to get the answer for you. And if you're willing, I'll call you back in an hour or two and give you the full answer. Right. And I can't tell you how many students are fine with that. I mean, obviously you have to follow through with your word and call yeah. back, which I do, but, um, it's that kind of personal attention that I valued when I was a student. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to kind of, you know, practice what you preach, so to speak. And that's it what, does make.
0: Yeah, difference. no, I get it. I appreciate that too. And I, and I'm sure that the students do. So here's the deal. We've ran all the time and I had a whole bunch of more questions to ask, but I'm going to leave with one more question. And I could go with you another 30 minutes or so, but I'm going to end it with what's one thing that can instantly make your day better?
1: No question. It's the thank you. You really helped make a difference or, golly, you really took the time to give me what I needed For me, that's huge. Uh, Some people don't necessarily need that kind of reaffirmation. I do occasionally, you know, because we do have challenges like everybody in their profession. But, you know, it's just nice to hear something positive, especially from the students that we serve. And when you hear that directly and they share maybe even a little bit more about the challenges they'd had up to that point, And boy, you finally took the time to figure it out. It just really is. That's what motivates me to get up and, and come into work every day. Really? Yeah.
0: I mean, I love that. I'm glad that you got a chance to come on who's that star so that people can get opportunity to hear your passion and learn what your role is and how you help students. um, I'm, I appreciate you coming on Who's That Star, and I want to thank you for all the hard work that you do. And uh, do you have
1: anything that you'd like to close out with? You know, I will. just one thing um, because I found that this is something that I'm, you know, 25 years into my profession or more still need to do and that is to to connect with people, to network. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking not just about you and I as professionals in the field, but I'm talking about students right now who are are going to school and, yeah, the student employees, but, but really any student. Um, student employment is a great place for that, obviously, because you're working while you're on campus. You're meeting people in the various departments. You're establishing those relationships with people who at some point may become that reference that you put right. on the application. yeah. And so I did a really good job of that early in my career. Once I got locked into my profession, I was working full time. I, I kind of let that go. Mm. And what I learned is that's not healthy to do because you're going to need those connections. You're going to need people to kind of vouch for you to be there when you need a reference or you need somebody to vouch for you know, the, the quality of work that you do is to find ways to connect and make those relationships with people who are going to be a part of your network uh, over time. Yes. And it just makes that journey so much easier because now you're doing it not alone. You're doing it with the support of people who've been there already, who know what, uh, what potential you have and are willing to support you in achieving your goals. Yes. So, that would be the one piece of advice I would give to any student, regardless of whether they're working on campus or not, is find a mentor, find a person, a connection, a relationship with somebody who you can learn from, grow from. And uh, I, I think that's, you know, the sky's the limit once you do that. Well, once again, thank you, James. And we're going to
0: close with that. Until next time, you've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star.